Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bearded Clansmen podcast, slash whatever we do to distribute this outwards. <laughs> I'm Kyle. And I'm Dom. Alright, so today we're going to talk about in Danzac's Pit, the new pack that came out just this week for uh, Game of Thrones Living Card Game. If you weren't sure what this podcast was about, uh, you know now. And you should see that logo. <laughs> yeah, we talk nothing but thrones here. Thrones all day, every day. All right. So uh, we're just going to jump through the cards here, kind of give our thoughts. We'll do a rating system from zero to, what, five, we said? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So zero would be like binder fodder or maybe even something that you use if you were stranded in the mountains to keep yourself warm, um, as clansmen do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, five is like an auto-include in maybe any deck that you can put it in. I mean, bearing this game's deck-building restrictions. Five is five is good. Five is gold. Yes, and this is just personal opinion, so everyone can have a different uh, rating system on this on these cards. So, Yep. Alright, so uh, the first card we have is a two-cost character with a military and power icon with one strength. It is loyal to the House of Stark, and it has a House Mormont trait. It is Bear Island Scout. As a reaction, after you marshal Bear Island Scout, and if, if each character you control has a Stark affiliation, search your deck for a House Mormont card and reveal it, and add it to your hand, and then shuffle your deck. What do you think, Dom? Uh, I actually really like it. Um, anytime you can uh, marshal a cheap, loyal card and search your deck for another character to put in hand, I think that's a, that's a good trade-off. Oh, yeah, and looking at the Mormont cards, right? Let's see if I can find any. Uh, you know, you got Bear Island Scout, which is, you know, if you have mm -hmm. a, if each character you have, oh, that's this one, whoops, Bear Island Host, discard a gold from it uh, to not kneel somebody. You have mm -hmm. Mage Mormont, you have the uh, Old Bear if you're going into Night's Watch, you know. Uh, exactly. Uh, I think, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. No, you're right. Bear loyal. Yeah, no, you're you're uh, actually it doesn't have the Mormont trait either. But you got those three cards. Mm -hmm. We've always kind of been talking about Mormont as a trait and how there's a very few cards with Mormont as a trait. But you know, mm -hmm. there's always a way. There's always going to be more cards. So yeah, I'm actually going to pull up Card Game DB. Me too. Um, that's if, you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't know, that's where you can look up all the cards. You can search cards by their trait, um, by their names, and all that. So. And they're usually pretty good on getting the uh, spoilers up for new packs coming out. Mm -hmm. I, I use Thrones DB too, uh, but Card Game DB usually is the one that's direct from Fantasy Flight, so they have a lot more of a expedient like kind of card updates and stuff. But Bear Island Scout, I think this guy's probably like a three right now, but I want him to be higher. But um, I, I, I'm, I get what you're saying. I just think I think it's more of a. I think a four for me, um, just because of the fact that it's loyal, it's cheap, and with breaking ties being a, a thing right now, I think it's it's That's a true. little bit higher up there. Plus, then you can flea bottom in, or um, you can use summer to put it back in your hand. That's true. That's a good point. With breaking ties, this character is pretty sweet because you get his effect, and then he's done, and you just kind of toss him to breaking ties, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's exactly. a good point. Yeah, I, th I mean, I just his effect though doesn't hit hard on what it's doing to me. Like it's just kind of like House Mormont, so you get Mage or you get the the host, right? Uh, well, you get Baron Loyalist, 
That's you right. Have, that's right too. You have Daisy. You have Daisy Mormont. You have Mage Mormont. Um, and yeah, Baron Host. So there's there's four. Let's see, five total House Mormont cards, including the Bear Island Scout. So, I mean, it's a, it's definitely uh, there's definitely some options, you know, especially if you want to get some renown in. That's true. You know, on the board. So, I th I think it's a good card overall. I think Stark got a good uh, boost this pack. Yeah, and so that leads us straight. So this one again, three for me, four for Dom. That leads us right into our next card here, which is going to be uh, Skagos. It's a north tra traded location with shadow. So this is the stark shadow location that we kind of seen mm -hmm. throughout the last two cycles, or last this cycle. Sorry, I figured we're in dance of shadows still. Uh, shadow one, uh, so it's gonna pop two to pop out of shadows, and it says Neil Skagos and sacrifice a standing stark character to search your deck for a character with the same title as a sacrifice card and put it into play and then shuffle your deck. So Stark got two tutor effects in a single pack. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually kind of like it. Um... I was talking to some friends of mine in a group that I'm part of, and uh, we were just, you know, spitballing ideas. And one of the ideas is, you know, paying like four gold for uh, Catelyn Stark, you know, sacrificer with this uh, location, and then you can put in Fat Cat, which is a seven cost mm -hmm. uh, character for free. That works with any uh, Stark character, too. I mean, like, you could do it with Brands, yeah. you could do it with Eddards, you could do it with Sansas, you could do it with. You know anybody that's that's doubled, and so it does it does exclude itself from being able to use like a lot of the Jon Snow dupes and stuff, which kind of is mm -hmm. like a control factor, I think. But I mean, that's so cool. Like that's such a good way to get rid of milk. It's such a good way to like, I mean, it's an action, so you could do it after the poison counters assigned from like you know Tears of Lists or something like that. Well, that and uh, another thing is uh, attachment control. You know, if yeah. you have a character that's milked. But also, if you have um, Rob Stark out, and uh, you know you sacrifice character, which then triggers him, you send all your characters, um, all your Stark characters, I believe, um, and you know with standing being a, a key thing right now with uh, the withering cold, mm -hmm. you know standing standing is key in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, and so the fact that this just synergizes so well with Stark out of like the out of the box it just makes it like a five for me because this card's mm -hmm. so money in almost any Stark deck. Yeah, I would actually. I mean, I would say about a. I would say it's uh, three, um, three or four. You know, because like I said, you know, actually I take that back. I, I'm gonna call it a four just because of the fact of like attachment control. You know, even if even if you got like a milk on a like Wyman or Edard or whoever, you can sacrifice them and then just put them right back out. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I th I think it has like a lot of power. I it's you, you can even get something with the same one. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. it it gives you so much uh, like toolboxing to just get rid of stuff that you don't like or deal with situations that you need to deal with, right? Yeah, exactly, so. and. I mean, like I said, I give it like a four, yeah. just because you know there's there's multiple uses you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. All right, next card is going to be Brightwater Host, six cox character with a military and power icon with five strength, army and house Florent traits. Can't have any attachments. Uh, can't even have weapons, so that's interesting. But that's kind of standard for hosts. 
Uh, reaction, after you win a challenge in which Brightwater Host is attacking, choose a card in the shadows and return it to its owner's hand. Then a unique Tyrell character you control gains two power. That's kind of cool, but super, like, meta. Like, super in... Like, do you have shadows a lot in your meta? Okay, run Brightwater Host. Um, well, the shadows right now is, uh, you know, kind of... I wouldn't say weak, but there's not a lot of options. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's looking ahead you know i think shadows is going to become more of a thing um with that being said it doesn't say a shadow card of your opponents it yeah. can be one of your own i was just going to um, say just, that too <laughs> just in, just in case if you want to get that additional two power you know to kind of put pressure on the board or maybe even to close out a game yeah i i mean especially tyrell has i mean i think tyrell has a decent amount of shadows cards too um like that are playable yeah and uh, i mean honestly i mean as much as i like this card um me for me i'm gonna give it like a three just because it's a six cost um character but mm -hmm. even though it's five strength i mean there's i feel like there's other cards that are around that cost range that are you know a little bit better you know like randall and, and didn't uh, he get isn't he on the, the restricted list now Randall? No. Yeah, big, big. Oh no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe. No, uh, Tyrell. They got a, a lot of their events got on the restricted list, um, which is in effect on the eighth. Yeah. Of October, um, if you want, let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, uh, yeah. So this one for me is like probably. Uh, I think it's like a two or three. It just depends on like if you need to do that or not, or if that's the deck you're playing. But like, I mean, it's it's a sixth icon for five, but. It can't. It can't. It protects itself a little bit because it can't have any attachments. But uh, there's other things I think people would rather spend six on in Tyrell. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that only the effect only works when you have a card in shadow. So, and you have to win, you know, a challenge with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's a hit or miss. You know, it can be with that. So mm -hmm. that's why I kind of gave it a three. You know. Um, Yep. You know, you can. It's okay to play, but you know. Yeah, I totally like I understand. Said, it, it's a hit or miss, mm -hmm. I think, All for right. the effect. So. Our next one is the second Tyrell card, a three cost event, the Might of the Reach. Uh, it's a loyal Tyrell card, and it says choose as an action in the challenge phase. Choose a participating character until the end of the challenge. That character gains ten strength. So, like, I mean, I guess for money to straight value, I mean, it's not bad. Like, you're paying three to get ten, which is probably like the best economic in the economic play in the game. But yeah, I mean, like, you're gonna win that <laughs> challenge, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully. Yeah, if you don't, you've really misplayed that one. Well, I think this is this card is uh, you know um, kind of a one of their ways to answering the free folk. Uh, agenda when you have like Magnemite or uh, one one, you know, which both of them are like eleven strength. Yeah. You know, and and the possibility of adding another eleven strength. I mean, that's just insane. That's so that's I think a good point. Their kind of way of, I think that was their one way of trying to counter, at least that potentially, or, you know, to to get some more use out of the new Brienne, um, which you know once you boost her strength to like you know, I think like 20 strength or something, then she has all these different keywords. Um, let me see. 
pull it back up here. Yeah, it's like I, I agree. Like I think this is like another card that's kind of like, what is your current meta right now? Do you need to like win a single character challenge? Like, is mm -hmm. there like I'm trying to think about it, and is there just like super great effects that happen if Tyrell wins a challenge? Like, is this just something you throw on like, like, uh, the Raiders to like barf an attachment off the board? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, I you know not to be overkill, but then you do this to like Randall Tarly, then you're restanding him. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> that's like the most expensive way to stand Randall Tarly in the game. But yeah, I yeah. Uh, it's giving work. I mean, I'm just like, I guess this is one of those things where like if you, this uh, kind of harkens back to Corset, right? If you absolutely need to trigger a five more, five or more win challenge thing, you could pay three mm -hmm. to do it, right? Yeah, let me, I'm pulling up Brienne here. So with Brienne, her reaction is after you win a challenge, which she's participating, her strength, if her strength is six or higher, she gains a power, 10 or higher, choose another character, they get plus three strength until the end of the phase or 15 or higher stand to her and draw a card mm -hmm. so with that and she's a 5 strength so you know automatically cool. with that event with that event she automatically gains all 3 of the the yeah. reactions so I think that was their way of, of doing that but also potentially another way to you know combat against that waddling uh, free folk deck yeah, so she gets she gets the power. She gets the another character through. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Or, yeah. Or potentially, you know, if you have an opponent that thinks they're gonna kneel all their characters for power or something, and think they're gonna win it, you know, then all of a sudden, boom, you you slap this bad boy out. You know, then you just block their power challenge or military or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you could like even throw this on like a chump, and it would still be really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. yeah. So I think it's like maybe like a it's still a two or three for me, three maybe, just because it's pretty expensive. But I guess it's in the faction that can spend money. I, I yeah yeah so yeah so yeah. It just depends on when you build this around. 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 Um, um, I would I would give this give about, about a three or three four, four um, um, to be honest with you. More so for if you're if you're using the new Brienne in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I agree. The new Brienne's probably the guitar for this. Uh, your your audio is like super gargly. Is there anything that changed on your end? <clears throat> no, sorry, it might have been my voice. Oh no, it's like a it's it's digital garble. I'm just sometimes. Uh -oh. It, oh no, no, now it's good again. Okay, cool. Okay, maybe it's my internet connection. Okay, our next card is gonna be uh, the three fingered hob. It's a unique Night's Watch character. Two cost intrigue with one strength. It's a steward. No attachments except weapons, pretty standard for Night's Watch. It says, after you check reserve, if your hand size is lower than your reserve value, draw two cards. That's pretty sweet, so it's after you check mm -hmm. reserve. Yeah, which I, I like a lot. That could be really cool. Like, I mean, we've been talking uh, in local in Colorado about, like, this kind of, like, weird reserve meta thing. <laughs> like, can it work? Yeah. Does it happen? This card makes it a little better because you can even hurt your own reserve and you're still getting two cards at the end of the end of every turn. Remember, like, think about how much more draw power that is when you're drawing double your opponent, you know? Well, that and also, you know, if it frees up, like, if you're afraid of, you know, potentially losing a card and, but you have the goal to spend it, you know, you have that option to spend it and then you can, you know you're going to get two more cards at the at the end of the round, so. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but that's actually a good point as well. Like, uh, you can like be a little bit more frivolous with how you do your cards because you're like trying to, um, you know, you don't have to be as careful because you're going to get to draw two extra cards. So that's a good point. Well, that and they they have a couple of locations where they bump up your reserve by one. I know Samuel. That actually hurts uh, you with this guy, right? Well, no. If you're then your reserve is always going to be. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, your hand's always going to be below the reserve potentially, right. so you're automatically drawing. You're drawing four cards around, which mm -hmm. is good. At least four cards around, which is always good. Yeah. So I like him. I give it like a four. Yeah, I think he, I mean he's got an entry guy con in, in in Night's Watch. His strength's super low though, like very scary low. But he's still Actually, cool as long as he doesn't get killed. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna go with a five on this one just because it's a low cost. It's easy to get out. It's loyal, um, and then the reaction on top of it. I mean, you know, just any time you can draw more cards, I'm I'm all for it. And, yeah. You know. You don't have to win a challenge. You don't have to do anything other than just have lo lower cards than your reserve. Yeah, def I think I'm on a, like four for this guy just because of the draw. I just worry about his like longevity on the board, I guess. Well, the good thing is, is you know he's unique, so you know you can always just put a dupe on him. That's true. Uh, all right, our next card is going to be Hard Home. It's a two cost shadow location for Night's Watch. It's unique. Uh, it's got the North trait and it shadows two, so this costs one more as per usual to shadows out. It says kneel and sacrifice hard home to choose an opponent. That op that player sacrifices a standing character. Oh boy, howdy! I want to hit a, 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 a like a Robert Baratheon fist so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, right before that phase where like Robert goes in for the super smash smash down challenge, and it's like you've yeah. kneeled everybody else or something. Or maybe you use this as like a Night's Watch. Oh, I guess you can't play. Oh, you can. It's not loyal. So you could throw this in banner and like just sit, sit everybody's character strategically and just make them sack their like big beat stick or something. Yeah, I mean honestly, uh, with Stan being a key thing um, nowadays, uh, you know sometimes you know people might restand a character or keep a character standing just because they want to win dominance. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, you could definitely potentially even just have them sacrifice a chud or potential, you know, an average character. More likely they're bigger guys, they're going to kneel uh, for the challenges. This, this is use... like perfect counter against like crossing though. Like if someone's playing crossing, they like kind of go all in on that last challenge. Especially in certain factions. You could like mm -hmm. stop them from doing that, right? So they like they lose like 2 plus 1 character strength in that last challenge instead of just that normal character strength, which could be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think the the idea of the shadows is kind of cool because mm -hmm. you can, you know, like I said, you can put it in shadows, and then when you really need it to come out, you know, you can just bounce it in uh, during the dominance phase, and uh, then you can just react it, do its action, let's just say, to kneel or have them sacrifice a you know a bigger character or even a smaller character, you know. So then when your claim for military goes into effect the next round it's a little bit more hopefully it's a little bit more um brutal on their end yeah i mean that that's a perfect use for this as well for three gold you can make them like hit two you can basically like see raise your military claim to two <laughs> you know yeah uh and it, anytime yeah. you can sacrifice a character on top of your military claim mm -hmm. you know 
you know, you just raised your, your claim by one. Yeah, and so I, I think I'm giving this like a four. I think this card's so solid, like it it's good. Um, well, without doing any playtesting or anything like that, I'm gonna give it yeah, I'd say about a three or four. Um probably more of a four because, you know, they have some other shadow cards, so your opponent just can't automatically just guess what that what card is. is. Yeah. And that's kind of like the case with most shadow right now, right? Because, like, we're up at the point where, like, there's enough shadow cards for each faction that are slightly playable that I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, at least I know Targaryen. If you see a card going in, in shadows for Targaryen, you know it's Aegon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which I've, I haven't really seen anyone play the Assassin uh, card, which, you know, I think it it should get some love. You know, it's gonna shadows. get it's gonna get in there, and people are gonna be like, "Whoa, I didn't even see that coming." <laughs> exactly, they're like, "Oh, I thought it was Aegon." Nope, it's the assassin. <laughs> yeah. So okay, cool. Uh, so our first uh, Brathian card. We have two cost power icon. It's one power character. Storm's End Maester is a loyal Maester. As a challenge action, you can kneel him and choose an opponent. And if you have more power on your faction card than that opponent, draw a card. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's a, I, I take it. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I like I like drawing cards. Yeah. But at the same time, like you got like red, you got the red keep. Um, you got uh, that other location that if you win dominance, I mean, I think it's the armory. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Tabot's armory or whatever Tabot Mott's armory. You. I think you're right. Um, I, I first I was like, "Ooh, draw a card." Okay, cool. On a two cost character, draw a card. We just liked that a second ago. But here, you you have to be winning already, and that feels win more to me. And mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like a card that's going to get put in. Well, I mean, and I just thought of this idea, you know, because Baratheon's pretty strong on the power end um, with the icons. So let's just say theoretically. You know, you have um, Flea Bottom out, you, and Breaking Ties. Oh, wait, no, I think that's on the restriction list now. Ah, uh, dang it, never yep. mind. Yeah, those are both on there. Uh, you're living, you're, you've played too much, you've played too much Flea Bottom, and now you're living in Flea Bottom world. I know, it's, <laughs> it's such a, it's such a broken card, but, you know, yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> but no, I was thinking, you know, you can do it. Get him, you know, sacrifice the character and then bring him back in to do it twice, but that won't work. So never mind. But it's uh, not a unique character, so you can get multiple uh, characters out. So yeah, there there is a lot of two cost cards in Baratheon well, yeah. that I think are better than this card, though. Yeah, I mean, you got like Moon Boy. Shireen. Yeah, Shireen, Yeah. Moon boy and stuff so yeah. bastard in hiding yeah. used to be cool edric storm wasn't too bad uh but then you have no. the the yeah so yeah i'd probably give this like a two mm-hmm. yeah i'm not gonna give it a one because i think drawing a card is still good text on a card and it could probably do something if you get the right deck around it but um if anything it's good military claim yeah <laughs> It's true. All right, our second Baratheon card is a three-cost non-loyal card that's got an item and relor trait. It's called Glamour, which uh, an uh, attachment with a relor trait. That's like one of the few, right? Oh no, they have other relor traits. Yeah, one of the, but it's like there's not a ton of them. 
right? Well, you have Lightbringer. You have. Um, Let's see. There's there's tones. Tons. Most of their their most of their attachments are roller. Are they? Maybe I traded. I should know. I played them in the U.S. Nationals. There's Ruby, Lightbringer, Lord of Light, and Glamour, and that's it. Yeah, like I said, tons. That's not tons. It's four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Red God's Blessing's all right, but not on this card. It doesn't synergize with this card. Neither does mm -hmm. Ruby. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's the only character you control. It's Shadow 2, and it's Terminal. Shadow, attached character is plus 2 strength, and you can ki kill it. You, as an action, you can kill the attached character, which is kind of interesting. To choose mm -hmm. another character in your dead pile that was killed this phase and return into the chosen character to play. Whew, that is kind of cool. Because you could, like, uh. play this... Like in a phase where someone like Valar, Valars, or like you know does something crazy like that, and just mm -hmm. like toss back your Robert and just sack some chud. Well, I mean, for the Valor, I mean, you would have to do it during the plot phase. Oh, that's true. That's a good uh, point. That's a good point. Um, and at that moment, you're not going to have gold. So if you had phase. it in shadows, you're not going to be able to pay for it to get out. Um, no, I I, I misread phase. You're right. I was thinking turn, but yeah, you're good. That makes um, sense. However, I mean, in the sense of if you had like someone did a pit, put to the sword, um, or you know, uh, what do you call it the the uh, the spear? I mm -hmm. uh, can't think of her name, but you get to choose your claim if you win by five or more strength, or I like sea stone chair. Great, yeah, sea stone chair. Um, you know, things like that where you know your claim is chosen for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can. Either a bring this out of shadows, put it on the on the chud, um, and then just swap them out. Basically, that's all you're doing. I, I think my favorite part about this card is the theme because it is exactly what it says it is. Like somebody was you thought you killed Robert, but it was actually just some some chud, and now Robert's back. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so such a good mechanically themed card. Like that, I have to rate it a little higher in my head because I don't know if it's like super good, but I'm gonna give it like a like a four because I love that they're able to get that theme into the game like that. Mm -hmm. I just it's so cool to me. And my and in the well, meantime that, that character gets plus two strength too, so it can be like a good defender yeah. or a good attacker, so Exactly, you know, like you know, one strength character or yeah, character, they're gonna be a three strength for temporarily. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think it's a good card, to be honest with you. I I would say a four as well, just because cool. it has the the roller trait. Um, mm, that's true. And, 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 and it's a Shadows card, so, um, you know, you necessarily don't have to pay for it right away. Yeah, and the Shadows shadows Speed, I guess is what I'm going to call it, Shadow Speed st uh, Kneeling from Rolora is, could be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just, just have it come out of nowhere, mm -hmm. you know, when you least expect it. Yeah. All right, our next card is the Painted Dogs. Uh, it's a four-cost character with a military and an intrigue icon. It's a three-strength and non-loyal Lannister card. Uh, it's Ambush 4, and it says, Challenge action, return Painted Dogs to your hand to choose and stand Klansman character or Tyrion Lannister. It, it, so for me, it feels kind of like awesomely random that they printed another Klansman just out of nowhere that like synergizes so well with like the whole ambushed Klansman mechanic thing. Well, I think it's because they knew we are doing a podcast, so they were like, <laughs> hey, let's... Let's throw these guys a bone. <laughs> that's that's actually that's why I didn't want to say it out loud, but that's why we talked to Fantasy Flight, and they were like, "Oh, that's good yeah. that you guys have that podcast because we're printing another Klansman card." 
But yeah, exactly. Just yeah, for you guys. Just for you. But I, I don't know. This guy seems pretty like a pretty solid include in like a clansman deck. Well, I think yeah, that or just any type of just the ambush in general, you know. Um, That's true. That's true. Three strength yeah. intrigue, not necessarily. Um, I'm thinking um, every other thing, but Lannister doesn't care about or cares about intrigue. But four, four, four. It's it's e equal ambush cost to so its its martial cost, which is sweet. Uh, three strength yeah. and an ambush is good, and you get to choose a Stantarian or another or another clansman. Like, there's some pretty cool clansmen mm -hmm. out there, right? And standing a Tyrion's sweet because the more we play, the, the more this game gets released, the more Tyrions there's going to be. So this synergizes with every single one of them, right? Well, yeah, exactly. But then also, you know, it's the bouncing in and out. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're returning him the hand, plus with the hound, the uh, the first hound. Um, you know, you're bouncing them back to hand. So just a lot of in and out kind of thing, which I I always enjoy um, with Lannister. You know, just the bouncing in and out. And plus, it goes kind of well with the Klansman theme. I think they're trying to maybe bring it back a little bit. You know. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a little, it was a little uh, fad, fad during the the their big box. So, yeah, and I mean, let's, I mean, let's just look at the big box Tyrion for just a second. I mean, he's a seven cost by mm -hmm. a Tricon for five strength, right? He's got the Lord trait, so you yeah. can reduce him, and he he cares mm -hmm. about clansmen, you know, returning attacking clansmen character you control. So you could put him into the challenge, pop this guy out, right? win the challenge yeah. and then do all the things you want to do and then he gets and then like you know you, I don't know he, he synergizes well mm -hmm. not just on his challenge action but the fact that he can ambush for four like it's just really cool well that and like <clears throat> excuse me yeah. um, just for that uh, you know just like the bouncing in and out with the clansmen that's it's just I don't know I kind of like that kind of synergy with you know, either A, you, you bring your character back to hand, or B, you know, you return the character back to your opponent's hand. Um, I always, I always think it's a good, you know, it's just, it's just fun because then you can put them back to hand, and it's a you know, have intrigue claim coming up. You know, you know, you can potentially pull that card. So it's always a good feeling when you know when you can bring back a big guy to their hand. Yeah, and with with Ulf, he gets like plus four strength, which is sweet. I mean, I just want to go over these because they're they're fun. Like, Ulf oh, yeah, is plus yeah. four strength. You know, if you if with with Shaga, Dolph, or Son of Dolph, you get like, um, well that. The, but then, but then, but then, so here's here's another thing I just thought of. You have Timmit, uh, which then you know you kill a character after he wants a challenge, participating as an attacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to kill character. I think it's by the amount of cleansmen you have out. Yep, that's so. exactly right. So you put him in, and then you can, you know, do the challenge action for this uh, painted dogs, bring them back to hand, stand timid again, and potentially, you know, win another challenge with him. So you're, you know, you're bouncing, you know, three, four claim. Yeah. For military. Uh, there's even like some crazy comboing you can do with Moon Brothers and Painted Dogs in any other Lannister card, where like you ambush Painted Dogs in, and then you can anneal your faction card to add your like three to that, you know, that challenge from Moon oh, Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're like just boom, boom, right. like all from hand, and not even having to pay that much. So you get six strength for four, four gold, which is sweet. But I think this yeah. guy's a four. Like the the he just goes in well in not just Clansman, but goes well in Lannister, or I guess where he goes. Yeah, I mean, I like the 
the whole idea with the Klansman uh, kind of thing. Um, I'm gonna actually give it a five if you're Ooh. building. If you're building a Klansman deck, he's an automatic in. Um, if you're building just a straight up Linuser deck, I'd probably give it a four, just because it has that ambush um, trait. And you know, how many other Klansmen are you really gonna have? Did you did you give it less in a Klansman deck than you did overall? Um, the Klansman deck, I give it a five. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, let's but, move uh, on to our next card. Right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, walk Walk of Atonement. Actually, this is the I I went to go read this card and I just started getting pulled away and so i've never looked at this card before the moment <laughs> two cost walk of atonement is a loyal lannister event it's got the seven trait which is kind of interesting as a dom action you can as a dom action <laughs> discard any <laughs> amount of power from a character you control that means dom can do it at any time and other people have to wait till the dominance phase yeah <laughs> discard away from me <laughs> discard any amount of power from a character you control for each power discarded discard one card at random from each opponent's hand and draw a card holy hell <laughs> Pardon my French, but Jesus Crow, that seems cool. Yeah, it's it's. So I had to actually I had to read this a couple times just because, you know, one I was like super tired when I first read it, but you know sometimes the wording gets a little confusing. So it's you know it says discard any amount of power from a character you control. So let's say you discard two power. For each power discarded, discard one card. So does that mean you can discard two cards? If you discarded two power from a character you control, you discard one card from each opponent's hand and draw a card for each power you discarded. So like, if you did two, you would discard two and draw two. If you did five, you discard five and draw five. So it's for each yeah. power you discard from that character. Okay, so I, I took it as like, you can discard two, or you... You discard two power, discard two cards, but then you ju you're just drawing a card. The the draw card is still part of the same sentence as the for each power discarded thing. Is why I'm reading it that way. Oh, uh, okay. Well, if anyone out there has you know some insight on that, if they want to chime in, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I am just thinking about the Cersei Lannister stuff. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay, cool. So this would only trigger once off Cersei's effect. Okay, thank God. Because yeah. like you could just be like, I'll discard five power from Cersei, and then discard five of your cards, and then draw five cards, and then get five power on Cersei, or three power since it's limit three per round. But yeah, I don't know. This is still a pretty sweet card, though. I, I say shame, shame, <laughs> shame for thinking about it, or shame for <laughs> no. Just, oh. I I just wanted to say shame because that's what the 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 artwork looks like. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's a walk of Tomid, so there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I think there's some Wombo stuff with this card that could be really cool, so I'm going to give it a 4, because I want to see people build with it and be like, oh, by the way, you don't have any cards left in your hand, and I just have double the cards that you have or something. And I'm like, oh, God. How many yes. how many turns would it take you to recover from having to discard all your cards and your opponent drawing that many cards? Like, could you even? Like, that's so brutal. Well, yeah, if you're able to get their hand down, which Lannister's pretty good at, um, with the the whole intrigue and without his beard and that's a good point because you could do like three power and still hit their almost their entire hand with like a good Lannister turn right exactly and so you know you know going into the next round they're only drawing two cards and you got like and... all the ones they discarded last time oh my god well yeah. that and like you know are they gonna play those two cards or are they just gonna hold on to them I don't know yeah solid four for me if not five I want to see what people do with it but it seems dirty. 
I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it a three, just because I'm still a little unsure about the text. But um, you have to trust could... me, man. I. Uh, <laughs> that's why the only reason I'm here is because I play lots of card games. So that's true. <laughs> that's just, true. I, just I, sh- I should trust you. Uh, all right. So we got a three from Dom, four from me. Uh, okay, our first, my favorite faction card of Greyjoy, five cost cr- character with a power and a military icon. Uh, f- it's four strength. And it's Iron Victory's crew. It's got the Ironborn and Raider trait. Hot diggity. Uh, no attachments. Oh, yeah. And reaction. After uh, Iron Victory's crew enters play, search your deck for a warship location, reveal it, and add it to your hand. Put it into play <laughs> if it's Iron Victory, and shuffle your deck. Oh, yeah. This card what? is so cool. I love it. Okay, so Iron Victory is the Victorian Greyjoy ship, just in case you guys don't know. He gets plus one strength for each power he has, but as a reaction, after a Lannister character is saved, it gains a power. So, After a Lannister character is saved? Oh, sorry, after a Greyjoy. I'm a Greyjoy <laughs> character is saved. Uh, so, I mean, all in all, the Iron Victory is an, an amazing ship, right? Unless you're, you got the deck to build around it. Or no, no, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It, the Iron Victory is a pretty great ship, because you have things, lots of things that save in Lannister. Or, god dang it, in Greyjoy. <laughs> in Greyjoy. So, I thought this is your favorite faction. It is my favorite faction. I just got done with <laughs> Lannister, so I'm all Lannistered out. Uh, but yeah, so maybe this card is actually better than I thought. Because so, I'm, I'm going to say no, like four. Cause oh, no, man. Like, you think it's five? Oh, yeah. It's only, but it, you've had, yeah, meh. I don't know. I'm saying Think four. about it. Think about it. Think about it. You put, you put in, like, the Grey Kraken. Oh, that's true. It, you don't get to put it into play, though. You just pull. You just tutor it. Which that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay true. because then, you, if you know you're going to be able to search your deck, um, you know you can, you know, possibly just put one copy in, maybe does, two. Does this um does were... this effect work on Marshall since it's interplay, <laughs> or not, or in uh, in yeah. the um in the um setup is what I mean. So anytime it goes into play, so you can, um. Marshal it. You can like since it's Ironborn, and say you you kill it for claim, and you have uh, Aemon. Yeah, yeah. His name. But but what I'm asking mm-hmm. is like during setup. So like let's say this is five of your eight golden setup. Do you get to use its effect? No, no, not during setup because the game okay. hasn't officially started. Uh, okay. But if you keep killing it and keep winning dominance, you can keep searching your deck. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause this this is like we're about to hit a huge amount of like warship stuff and i'm actually really happy that fantasy flight's doing like warship stuff for Greyjoy, and i'm happy to mm-hmm. see that they're about to release a big box that's going to just make this whole this faction not just a it's going to give it a third a third way to play right you have stealth rush you have ironborn never die and then you could have like warship shenanigans that's what i'm going to call it warship shenanigans because yeah there's so many nonsense things you can do with all the warships out that I'm just glad to see more more love for that keyword or that trait. Yeah, I haven't played Greyjoy in a little while, so I think I'm gonna start getting back into him. Oops. Before the before the box comes out. All right. Yeah. So four from me, five from Dom, and then we got a yeah. uh, a warship. Oh my god. Uh, two cost location. Refurbished Hulk is a loyal warship card for Greyjoy. Gives you plus one uh, gold and plus one initiative. So, I mean, cool. Ahead of ti- ahead of the tide mm-hmm. and stuff like that, going to be fun. You can draw extra cards, get extra initiative, go first, get your claims yep. off. Uh, giving money, printed money is good. Can't uh, yep. can't in the name of the king that crap. 
I'm so bu- I'm no. so salty about that plot. Like every <laughs> last few times I played, like not at the regionals, it's just like, oh yeah, did you want to do something? Because none of your characters do stuff this turn. So are this... you talking about the King of the North? King yeah? of the North. Sorry, yeah, King of the North. That's what yeah. I meant. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of you know, they don't really have a lot of kings unless you're playing the new Balin, or um... no, no. I'm not talking about playing that as as Greyjoy. I'm talking about getting it played against you as Greyjoy, because you never have any kinks. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, normally, yeah. Yeah. But I think this card's, like, probably, like, a three or four. I like non-printed, or I like, like, icon-printed income. And it's a warship. I'm gonna give, yeah, I kind of, I'm gonna give it a four, just because you get the income. But also, uh, that reserve, you know, Greyjoy wants to go first a lot of the times. I thought that was initiative. I'm sorry, not reserve, yeah. initiative. You're okay. right. Um, they want to go first, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're playing, like, say, a crossing deck. Yeah. Or, um, you know, if you're playing those, uh, which goes well with the other card, um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, sorry, um, where if you're first player, you can kneel it to take a character's uh, strength and they don't. Yeah, just, like iron, you know, long, long ships, the, the rating ships are the long ships. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Iron Island something? You you would think we know, you know. Yeah. I I wouldn't assume we know anything, but... Let me see here. Um, Oh, who's going to get it? Iron Island Fleet. Island Fleet Scout is the other one. Yeah, hold on. The raiding longship is what you're thinking about. Because that's the two-cost warship that challenge actions to... Yeah. If you're first player. I mean, look at how many warships there are. You know, you got in for, even in other factions like Tyrell, Baratheon. There's 14 um, of them total. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I, then even even JC uh, Dormont. That's a neutral. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, that's another printed econ. Uh, the thing I like, another thing I like about this one is that it doesn't have any dominance action, so it works well with like support of Harlaw and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you're okay mm-hmm. kneeling this and not getting anything else, and you can just kneel it till the cows come home, right? Like, and you don't mm-hmm. care. And other ships, you're like, ah, I kind of need to, I might, I have to make a decision, right? This ship is just nope, straight up fodder for kneeling warships. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. Four, four. Yeah, I would say four or five. Okay. To be honest with you. All right. Uh, let's look here. Uh, we got the Drogon. He's finally here. The cool-looking one. Yeah. Uh, six cost <laughs> uh, character. It's a military icon. Six strength, unique dragon, and loyal, of course. Six cost ambush. No attachments can be placed on Drogon, so get wrecked all your attachments. Uh, reaction. After you win a challenge in which Drogon is attacking, choose a character controlled by the losing opponent and use uh, Dracarius on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no cost Dracarius. That is so cool. Oh, that's so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, that's... plus he has the ambush trait. I love his you know? ambush. Is the, uh, this is like a thing? I guess with more powerful units, like in this pack, the ambush cost is equal to the play cost. Like usually, you have to pay a little yeah. more for ambush. But yeah. Uh, this is card is nuts. I mean. You're already reducing strength so much in 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 Targaryen that like throwing this guy out for six like in a challenge you weren't gonna win maybe, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. automatically win it and then like potentially get two claim military or three depending on what plots you have out. Like, oh my god, this is terrifying. 
Well, I think it's going to push a lot of the, you know, if you ambush them in, um, it's going to push, and you know you can win it, um, it's going to push for, you know, potentially a lot of unopposed challenges, um, just because they know if they're going to lose, you know, then Drogon's going to do his reaction. And this part is, this is kind of crazy too, because because Dracarius oh, says that the thing has to be participating in the challenge, right? This card just oh, says, yeah. it doesn't even oh, say I'm that. S- it says, choose yeah, a, contri- a character controlled by the opponent, and that's even yeah. better. Yeah, I should probably read the card before I make comments. Oh, no, that's so. fine. I don't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, that's insane. Never mind. Five. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. This I is mean, such a good, it's monocon, I guess. That kind of sucks, but... I mean, oh, I don't, I don't care. It's good. <laughs> Just like chud in a military challenge, and you're like, that's like, okay, this guy's gonna drug on me. I better, I don't know what to do because you just sit there and you're like, no matter what I do, I'm either gonna lose this challenge or I'm gonna lose this challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I'm and gonna lose it like, and get like a minus. Oh god, it's so cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh uh, yeah, all your big guys, no one's safe. I'm gonna burn them. This, this card makes me feel like I am afraid of a dragon, and that's why I like it. Like, thematically, I'm afraid, as afraid of this card as I would be, like, an actual dragon. Yeah. Well, this card actually tickles my pickle, so. <laughs> All right. Well, a tickle pickling card for Dom is five, and it's five for me, too. So, And that's the second dragon we've seen. Uh, Riggle oh, yeah. was the last one, and he is pretty cool, too, if I recall. Yeah, what well, you get to uh, stand him if a card, if a character's killed by a card effect, so... Use, that's use a card. Drogon. Drogon's a card effect. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. All right, we have the mm-hmm. the title card. Uh, the title card of the pack is a shadow event. It's called Indan Daznak's Pit. It's a loyal event for Targaryen with the shadows three. When the challenge phase ends, stand each character. Following this phase, there's an additional challenge phase, max one per round. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. This effect in Magic is crazy. So. Magic the Gathering, there's these effects, there's these cards or creatures you can play that, like, when they attack, you will untap all creatures, and there's another combat phase, and these are ones that can, like, even though your opponent gets to untap stuff sometimes, like, Mm -hmm. they are game changers, because you can sit here and just do multiple challenges on your, you know, like, you get to do multiple challenges, right? So, I don't know, It, it just seems really interesting to me, like, you have a, you could sweep someone out in a turn like that. Yeah, you yeah, actually, you lost, actually me lost me once you said you said magic, magic, so... Oh, shush up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there, there's other card games that have effects that let you do multiple combat steps or multiple, like, things, and it can be really sure, brutal. Sure. Yeah, I, I really like this card. Um, just because, you know, just go right back into the another challenge phase. You know, just kind of beat down their military or you know another power or whatever yeah it's kind of interesting too because like you play this right and if you're not first you have Mm -hmm. to wait till they do their challenges again which is kind of interesting yeah but it's okay i mean when you have like drogon out yeah no and and Mm -hmm. think about like the the craziness with this and crossing like Mm -hmm. you could get like a second crossing proc in the same turn like, think mm-hmm. about how much, like, if you can get that, like, if you, because typically crossing decks are based around a combo that gets you a ton of power on that last challenge, right? Exactly. And if you do that twice in a single turn, you might win, like, straight up, if you do it right, and you have the turn set up, right? Yeah, and of course you can just have it, I mean, it's a Shadows card, so, um, you know, you can just have it sit in Shadows, and, you know, people, 
It's another Shadows card where you're automatically not going to think, oh, it's Aegon. Um, yep. You know, Targaryen. Which, in a sense, then, if you wanted to, you can, um, you know, have them both in there. And then with that uh, King character, uh, I can't know, I can't pronounce his name, um, but you discard a card, bring a card out of Shadows, you reduce by three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bring a card out of Shadows. Yeah. You know, you can do that. Is that, tar- uh, is that a Targaryen card? Oh yeah, it's the that's the king guy. I, oh, okay, he's the one that's I don't know his name. It starts with an H. Um, Has it, well, what pack was it from? Do you remember? Music? Uh, no, it was the one before that. Hazo, I remember it too. It's a, anyways, yeah. Anyways, it's it's a good card, but um, you know, you can definitely you know discard a card, bring this out, or bring Aegon out. During the second challenge phase, yeah, his deer's a Lorak. That's that's who you're mm-hmm. thinking of. Yeah, I got you. And you know, then you you just got him plus another you know army or mercenary character out. Like Caldro go too. Like, would you like four four military challenges in your challenge phase? <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, why not? Like, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think. I mean, this card is it does cost five five though if you play it in one turn, right? I'm gonna give it a five, just because of that, and then you have Drogon. You know, if you have him out, you know you're yeah. getting two military claim already. I'm, I'm gonna give it a, th- a four or a four and a half because it does cost a lot to put out. Like, it costs five to put out because you have to shadow it and then you have to pay three. And I think it's a powerful effect and it requires setup and it could be really cool. And I want to uh-huh. see I want to see what happens with it before I give it a five. But I do like this effect. Nah, it's a five all the way. Don't you tell me no. That's rude. Yeah. If if anyone's listening, you want to know the right answer. It's a five. Yeah, I said a five but, in my answer. I said four point five. Put put like at least two copies in your deck. Like <laughs> you will you will not be disappointed. Okay, let's move along. All right, <laughs> uh, we have our. Uh, oh man, we're at fifty minutes here. All right, we have a Mar- first Martel card, Maester Miles. It's a two-cost character with an intrigue icon and two power. Maester card, mm-hmm. challenge action. Neil and Maester Miles to choose a character with printed cost equal to or lower than the number of plot cards in your used pile until the end of the phase. That character loses a challenge icon of your choice. Mm. Weird. It's a weird way to calculate a cost. Yeah. Uh... It, I mean, it fits with the Martell strategy, I guess, of going hot, going long, uh, but it doesn't do anything until you're longer. Well, I mean, you're, yeah, it's it's definitely a long game card. It, um, isn't there better cards that take away challenge icons in Martell? Oh yeah, there's so many. <laughs> and if you have to kneel this dude, that means he's not contributing to the entry, so he's just sitting there doing the one thing he does once a turn, right? Yeah. Two or three. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay. Easy. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Zero cost. He calls it thinking. Loyal Martell event. Interrupt. When this when an effect of an opponent's non-agenda non-plot trigger, a uh, triggered ability would initiate. Cancel those effects unless that player pays one gold. Uh, cards like this are really powerful. Again, in Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering, but I won't go too deep into that because I don't want to confuse you. <laughs> but causing people to have to pay even small amounts is kind of like the th- death by a thousand cuts when it comes to econ. Like, mm-hmm. it it want losing one gold because you want to trigger an effect means your whole turn can change, right? 
Exactly. So I'm a I'm a fan of this. I like that it hits uh, triggered effects from almost anything. Because mm-hmm. so, like non-agenda, non-plot is, is very specific, uh, and mm-hmm. it's better than treachery as far as like what it can hit. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan. I think this card's like a four or five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a five just because it's zero cost. Yeah. And, and because the artwork, it looks like uh, Doran's just getting punk slapped. So <laughs> thematic win. <laughs> I know, and he called it thinking. Yeah, and she's like talking crap. She's like, "My father's very yeah. good at doing nothing. What's up?" Yeah, he looks like he got he got punk slapped, and he thought he was thinking, but apparently he's not. <laughs> he got wrecked. All right, our first neutral is the Inn at the Crossroads. It's a two-cost shadow location with the Riverlands trait. Shadow one, so it comes out for a total of three. And it's a Dom action. Kneel the Inn at the Crossroads to draw three cards and choose an opponent. Give control of the Inn at the Crossroads to that player. Oh, my gosh. Melee craziness. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I wish Uh it went back into shadows when you gave it control to someone. That would be so fun. Like, like, that would be so crazy. Yeah, for melee, you know, it's one of those you would have to make like a pack with someone and hopefully they keep their word to keep passing it back and forth. But in jousting, I, I really like it, you know. It's like, here, I'll draw three cards. I'll give it to you. Is it good enough to put into a deck over anything, though? Like, I guess this card would be good for a thing like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, because everybody wants to draw cards, right? Oh, of course. It gives you more options. But I guess for, like, the one turn, you get three more cards than your opponent, and then it starts to, to like, to, to even out, right? Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you're getting your three cards, you're giving it to your opponent, you know, you automatically know if your opponent uses it, you're going to get it right back. Yeah, but then they get three cards, right? So the only time you get advantage from this is the first time you use it for that next turn, right? Because you have now three extra cards that your opponent didn't. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's like, I, I like, like counting it. coppers, right? Like, would you rather just play counting coppers to do this, or would you? Is it no. good enough to? Is it good enough to 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 let your opponent draw three every other turn? I'd rather have this than counting coppers. I... Just counting coppers has two gold. <laughs> that's that's true. That's what I was asking. Like, is the downside of this good enough to to not be on a plot, right? But and you say yes, and I say probably not. But I. I give it a, I give it a, like a, a four. I was going to say like a two or three on this one for me. No. <laughs> I don't like giving control of something so powerful to my opponent. Yeah, but then if they use it, they're giving it right back to Yeah, but to then you. they get three cards for using it. So, like, I don't want that part. That's the part I don't want. They can keep <laughs> it. As long as they, if they, they can't use a dominance action, I'd be fine with this card. But they can. And that's why I don't like it. All right. Eh, I'm, I'm the jerk I, I, here. Dom is the right one again. <laughs> uh, let's no, go on. A pinch of powder. <laughs> It's a no-cost item weapon attachment. Uh, that was a weapon. That's kind of cool. You, like, flick it in people's eyes. Uh, Shadow 1. Reaction after you win an Intrigue or Power Challenge by 5 or more Strength. As an attacking character, you return the attached character to its owner's hand. Designed by, designed by uh, Lucas Reed? Is that how that? Lucas Reed. That's kind of cool. I think so, yeah. That's Lucas in the picture, so. Yeah, he looks like he's up to no good. Yeah, seriously. Uh... <laughs> So I think this is kind of cool. I mean, I like shadows. it. Yeah, it's a, it's something that can be happening like after defenders are declared for the challenge, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like I like everything about this card. I think it's pretty solid. 
Um, it's not. Like it it's like the the what's the imprisoned one from Martel. Oh, Martel. And it's like, but it's a little bit faster, a little bit less cost, and has a little bit harder time triggering, I guess. Well, that and it's non-terminal, so it can Ooh, go back to your. Oh boy, hand. I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. I'm gonna give this mm -hmm. a four or five, even maybe in a good day. It's a four and a half. Yeah, I would give it. I would give it a four. Um, you know, just because you have to, just the win condition by five or more strength, and yeah. most of the time I kind of suck at that. So just play Might of the Reach all uh, the time. That's true. <laughs> I just put. I'll just put it in six copies. Yeah, perfect. All right. Yeah, illegally. <laughs> oh, man, I blocked it. I didn't think about the plot. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Double dealing. Uh, it's a five. Is it five or socks? Uh, five income or six income? Uh, I think it's five. Okay. Let me see. I will change this before the next time we do it. I, I believe it's this. five. Yes, it is a five. There we go. It's a five. Nailed it. All right, yeah, five cost. Uh, seven initiative and one claim. Double dealing is a scheme and it's a six reserve. There's a plot action. Choose a plot card in your opponent's use pile. Double dealing gains that card's printed text uh, until you reveal a new plot. Limit once per round. So you can't... Can you, If you scheme... If you if you reigns of Castamere in double dealing and you played a double dealing, do you get to do double dealing again? Uh, no, because it's a plot action. But even... Oh, you're right. Suck it, Reigns of Castamere. Yeah, that's that was one of the complaints on the uh, Facebook groups they were talking about. But I'm fine with that. I actually kind of, I kind of like it. It's like another, you know, Varus Riddle. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it's not just when revealed. It's just any plot you can, you take their text. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I guess it has to be in the use, so if you time it wrong, you kind of mess up. But, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, seven initiative, five five income is pretty solid, too. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, in six reserve, that's a pretty good, you know, reserve to have mm -hmm. for a plot. I, I like it. I mean, I'm excited to, to use it, so I'm going to give it, a, like, a, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like like three or four here. I think that it, it's pretty sweet when you need it. Uh, it's got a good income value. Yeah, we'll say four. Yeah, I, I honestly, I would say this pack, I, I've pretty much liked every card, except for that uh, Baratheon Maester dude. <laughs> uh, and that the two Maesters, Martell and Baratheon, like I just was like, eh. They just need more Maesters eh. for that agenda. Yeah, I guess so. But better <laughs> Maesters, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's our pack. I agree. I think this pack was pretty fun. It has some, a lot of new cool cards in it. We got uh, another dragon, mm -hmm. another cool adult dragon, which is fun. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, thanks for watching, everybody. Um, Bearded Klansman, uh, I am Kyle, son of Kyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dom. Shaggy Dom. <laughs> oh, Shaggy Dom. I forgot my own name. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to know where we play, it's down in the bottom right. Uh, we're not sponsored by those stores, but those are the three stores in Colorado we play at. Uh, Chaos Games and more Pictures Family Games and Collector Mania. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe if you do that type of thing, and uh, we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.